So tell me, tell me a little bit more about your experience as a trans man, because, um, as I understand, and you can correct me, you know, as we go on, but you don't identify as being a trans man today. So tell me about a little bit about that journey and then how you arrived to, to today. So I, like I said, I was using a lot of, a lot of it was using, not even using, but my identity as a trans man was one, uh, a lot of, it's like a cast almost feel like is the best way I could describe it, like a cast over a broken bone. It was so beyond necessary for me to have that period of time. Because mind you, I never really medically transitioned. I never, I, I was on hormones for two months at the very, very end of my being a tr- of like trans man journey. I, I suppose that chapter of my life, if you will. I got on hormones in a not great situation and ended up moving back home from that not great situation and kind of took just some time completely by myself. I, I spent many years as what would as what one would consider a relationship hopper. <laughs> I had a hard time being alone. I had a hard time being by myself. I had a hard time feeling safe by myself. So I kind of just bounced from person to person that made me feel safe. And unfortunately, that wound up being a lot of unsafe situations. I took some time after uh, I, I lived in PA for a while, and that was a great experience. Honestly, Pennsylvania was very, very nice for trans people. Like being a trans man out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, was so much safer than being a trans man in Sussex, New Jersey. Oh my God. <laughs> It was it was like a world of difference because even it, I will never forget my first bad experience with transphobia, unsafe amounts of transphobia was at uh, it's a place called Yetter's Diner near Newton. I was going to the restroom and I, I was very young. I had just come out as a trans guy. I was like, OK, let's do this. You know, this first time not at college. I'm using a men's restroom. Let's go. And I was waiting for the stall. And this guy walked in after me who my memory, I feel like distorts him because I swear he towered over me, you know, like muscular, bulky. But I feel like at the end of the day, like my memory might just be distorting how large he was into like the presence that he was to me. He's standing there and he looks at me and he, he looks at like the urinals. It's almost like he's second guessing himself for a second there, you know? (laughs) And then he goes, I thought this was the men's room. I'm like, yeah, it is, dude. Hi. I'm like, yeah, dude, it is. And he goes, okay, that's what I thought. And then he just stood there and guy in the stall left. I got into the stall and he just kept standing there and waiting and waiting and waiting. So I refused to leave the stall. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going out there. So I did my thing. And then I just stood in there and waited for him to leave basically. And it was about five minutes before this guy finally left the bathroom without doing anything. I do just stood there intimidatingly and then left. So I flush, I get out, I go back to my friends. I'm like, we need to get out of here. Like yesterday, we need to go we get the check. We need to go now. So we were out of there within five minutes. It it was 
very little time between that happening and us being in the parking lots. They were like, now nah, we need to go. I, I was worried he was going to call the cops. Because at this point, it was 2014. There were no, not only no laws against trans people on the books, but there were also no laws protecting trans people on the books. Like, we didn't exist. We were a nebulous space at that point in time. So I didn't know what was going to happen if he did call the cops. Like, I, I wasn't trying to get popped for something just for going to take a piss, you know? <laughs> we left immediately. From that moment on, I did not use another men's restroom without having a cis guy with me. I Every every time I used the men's restroom, I made a cis guy come with me that, like, I was comfortable with and that I knew. And if they, if I didn't have one to come with me, I use the woman's room. I can't, I'm not putting my life at risk like that. I can't. That was really rough throughout a lot of being a trans man was how often I ended up having to just be like, well, and use the woman's room. I want to say, unfortunately, an expected part of the journey, especially in the, the early part of it, right? It's wild. Like not having that space for trans people and still even today, like growing into ownership of, of a space for the trans community. You know, it, I, I mean, I say unfortunately, but it doesn't really surprise me. But also we have to go through things like that in order to evolve into something else. There has to be a need and there has to be people to stand firm in that need to keep pushing back to say like this is rightfully ours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. It's 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 just wild to me thinking back to when I came out versus now. How we went from being completely non-existent to everywhere. Like I swear I was joking with my mom the other day. I was like, "Bro, they care more about what's happening with my gender than I do." Why? And I'm not sure if it's because they're fascinated by it or just afraid of it. Well, people's peacock feathers come out when, when uh, I guess it's something outside of their control or that they don't really believe in or they can't get on board with. They can't, It's harder for them to just let people be who they are and to walk away, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Over the weekend, I, I was at Lincoln Center and um, I went inside Lincoln Center on their campus and I, I'd use a restroom and I saw a, a man go into the restroom and I was like, oh, where's the ladies room? Because normally, you know, you have men's and women's kind of in the same corridor. And so I saw the gentleman go in. I just assumed that was the men's room. And I, so I was looking for the ladies room and I didn't find it. And then so I looped back around just to make sure that what I saw was correct. And what was funny is the gentleman was actually going into an all gender restroom. Oh and so there were men and women going into this restroom and everybody was just talking out loud about how cool it was. And everybody was like, wow, this is, this is, this is awesome. This is amazing. Like that's the way it should be. And yeah, people were like, yeah, I don't care. We don't care. That is genuinely incredible. You would think someplace like that, that's so prestigious, people would have a problem, but I experienced exactly the opposite. And then I was thinking for myself, for my new office, when we make some updates and upgrades, I definitely want to just put the words all gender, even though we only have one restroom, just to convey the point that like we accept everybody. We don't care what you identify as, what, what parts you have, if you're in transition, if you're not, if you're in the process of it, if you're whatever. I love that. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? If you have to go, you can go in our restroom. I, I love that. I love that so much. There was a sign I saw at one point, and it was like the men, the woman symbol, and then there was a symbol that was like kind of like half, one of like the half and half ones that's kind of like colloquially used for trans people. And then it was another one that was like a little alien, and it was like, whatever you are, just wash your hands. <laughs> i was like you know what valid that's great yeah just like what whatever it doesn't matter just wash your hands yeah yeah heard yeah 
And not with hand sanitizer. Just use soap, okay? Just use soap. It's soap and water. It's that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's so easy. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the time or space to go into the science behind why, but just just soap's good enough. I digress. Moving on. <laughs> I felt that. It, there's this quote that I keep seeing that I don't know. It just it's it's very true to the trans experience. I feel like God made trans people for the same reason He made grapes, but not wine, and yeast, but not bread. It's so we could take part in the act of creation. Why can't that be the answer? Why can't that be why trans people exist? Maybe it's just because, you know, for the same reason that we were given ingredients and not end products. It's just a really beautiful way of looking at it. Absolutely. But I, I keep seeing that all over the place. Wow, that's cool. I haven't seen that yet. But now that you mention it, you know how that you know how that is. You buy a BMW and then you see them everywhere. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's always how that goes. So I'm, I'm going to throw it back to your experience as a trans man. Anything else that you want to share about that? I mean, I guess another strange aspect of it for me is being so short and just so tiny. It, it was very strange because I would have I would have some people who were supportive who were just like, yes, guy all the way. Good. Like it, it was just fine. And then there would be others where it's just like, oh, you're just like a cute little femboy. OK, I can say that, but you can't. <laughs> they would cross lines and it's almost like they didn't even realize existed. It was just like, and these were people who were accepting. Like These are people who were just all for the trans community. But it seems automatically that acceptance becomes a fetishization. And that's something I noticed very often as a very effeminate, tiny trans man was very often acceptance would very quickly become this like fetishization that I did not consent to. That I will say is something I feel like is very ubiquitous for femme trans men or trans men who just present more effeminately and things like that by choice or just because that's the way they look. PSA to all out there. If you're ever with a trans guy and he's got himself a strap on and Hims is proud of that strap on, do not call it fake dick. Don't do that. Don't compare it to real dick. Just don't, that is the most backhanded transphobic shit. I had an ex that did that. It's the worst. It's the, because it just makes you feel like Oh, okay. Come on. It just, it just takes any sense of like masculine pride you had from that moment of like, I did it like a guy does and just whoop, gone, gone. Another good thing for just people to keep in mind that definitely pertains to my story. Cause that was a big reason why sex and being trans was very difficult for me. That, that was a really challenging thing figuring out like my intimate life along with my gender identity and like how to do that without feeling dysphoric and also with it was just very very weird time and i had a lot of instances where it could have been made a lot easier where it just wasn't yeah i didn't think about that it, it, it's it's so it's bizarre because like it's one of those things that I didn't think about either until it was said like it, it didn't even cross my mind as like something that would have messed me up until it came out of their mouth and I was like that's the last thing that you want to hear is somebody making comments about anything just comparisons right because ultimately you identify as that being part of you no matter what and you're you're being intimate with somebody and so to reduce it down to some foreign object or inanimate object or that's something of a different gender or whatever they want to say is too much. They're saying too, way too much. Mm -hmm. It takes all the intimacy out. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was just oh, so icky. 
Tell me a little bit about the decision to go from identifying as a trans man to now your pronouns are she, her, they, them. My pronouns at this point are pretty much any pronouns. I'm cool with literally I'll, I, even neo pronouns, whatever, whatever pronoun you want to use for me, I'm okay with. I prefer they, them. And honestly, at this point, even like like he, him, I tend to be leaning a little bit more toward again, not even just as like a, a I, I'm going to go back on hormones or anything like that, but just as like a, I feel a lot of comfort in those pronouns. And I think it's just because they aren't the ones that were forced upon me. I think that's also a big aspect for a lot of trans people is the idea of I want to be able to do this and I need to be able to do this for myself. These are like my pronouns. Like it's it's a very it's a possessive thing, you know? If something has been forced upon you, you're much more likely to reject it if with anything. And I think with pronouns that especially hits cuz even like though I will go by any, if I'm like not in the mood to deal with someone and they call me she, <laughs> we're gonna throw hands like right yeah yeah i yeah. just i just get so heated and it's it's really just the aspect of feeling forced to use it rather than choosing to that's that makes total sense mm-hmm. totally get it i appreciate that and i know we had chatted offline a little bit the other night about gender identity pronouns for myself and you know my journey and stuff like that and as i'm listening to you talk about yours i'm i'm going oh yeah like i i have like a parallel story to that you know with with my own journey so yeah i to- i totally get that and and at the end of the day no matter what it is you have to respect where somebody where somebody is absolutely you know if they tell you this this is how i'm feeling today and i change my damn mind tomorrow then you do your best to you know change and flow with them yes. and respect them no matter what you know it should really just be that simple just be human it's not it's not up to anyone else to try to understand it. I mean, I think the most understanding that we can come to in this moment is just that we're all human. We ebb and flow. We have dynamic experiences. Not everything's black and white. Not everything is a succinct explanation. And um anyway, it's not anybody's business why unless we make them privy to that information. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, here's what it is. What you can do to respect me, and then the other person either is going to choose to respect or not respect. And hopefully it's respect, you know, whether they understand or not. And then I guess the next level of respect could be, hey, I'm respecting you just by, you know, uh, calling you by your pronouns and 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 treating you like as another human, right, at a basic level. But then also I want to learn more about you and I want to learn more about your community and your experience. Help me to better understand how and why or what you've been through. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's, that's another layer of it. And not everybody has to want to step into that next level as, as long as humans treat humans properly and with respect, that's enough. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're, we're also going to get those who, who, who want to like up level their understanding. And that's cool too. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. And yeah, that's, it's just the whole idea of like, that's what just tolerance is. Like tolerance doesn't mean you have to understand it. Tolerance doesn't mean you have to love it or accept it. Tolerance just means tolerate. That means like you let live and I let live and we move on. I actually I actually really kind of hate that word, you know, tolerance, tolerate. I, I feel like it has like a negative connotation to it. Fair. Because why should we have to tolerate anything? Why don't, why can't we just get to the point where we accept? For me, it's like having a more open heart, more open mind. You're just accepting. You're 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 allowing you. You're allowing everyone else, and it's just an acceptance. That is so fair. Tolerance implies that 
you don't like a certain thing and you and you're going to create resistance against that certain thing but you're going to make yourself accept it but more on a superficial level it gets more superficial if if i really don't like trans people and i don't i don't come to a place where i have an open heart and mind and i really don't like them i'm just tolerating them then i'm creating like anger and resistance in my heart toward that community and that's not good i don't think for that community or for me because i'm holding holding on to so much resistance and 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 negative emotion in my heart but if i come to a le- like just a straight up level of acceptance it doesn't mean i have to agree with it and that i think that's where people kind of get confused is because they think well if i accept it that means i agree with it and it's like no not necessarily you can accept something you can you can have an acceptance of something like meaning it is what it is and i'm going to let you be you and i'm going to be me and we're just going to agree to disagree but i don't have to do it with so much resistance and hate in my heart that's kind of how i see it you know yeah yeah i think it's important too for our, our community to think about that um just language that we use because just because everyone else has used the word tolerance doesn't mean that we have it we have to accept that absolutely yeah and in a way i i accept it as that's where things are right now but also that doesn't mean that we don't have the power to change it. No, that is so fair. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I am absolutely going to start using that in my own language. I love that. Do you still identify with being a trans man today? I would say at this point, I more identify as non-binary. Some days I feel like both. Some days I feel like one over the other. And some days I will literally message my boyfriend and be like, okay, my gender today is horror movie. My pronouns are bitch that screams while tripping and sound of a chainsaw. And he'll be like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> That's pretty characteristic of non-binary anyway, right? It's just your fluid, right? So it's just, it's just an ebb and flow. Yeah. And there's a lot of different labels, I I would say. I I think labels would be an okay word to say. Identities underneath the non-binary umbrella, there's things like gender queer, agender, bi-gender. There's, I honestly genuinely need to make like an entire list of them because I truly still am not entirely sure. Even at this point, like androgynous is considered an identity to a certain extent because it's just the idea of not really being quite sure where you fit, but knowing that you don't fit on either side of that binary. You're you're somewhere in the middle of that binary, or you're off to the side of that binary on by yourself with a couple other people and you're cool with it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you bring that up now. This is an awesome episode idea. Fair, yeah. Discussing like just the, the gender binary and, and the different identities that fall underneath it and outside of it entirely. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love that. All right. So do you have anything that you want to share with the listeners about your journey? Anything that you've learned? Any Anything. It could be anything. It could just be like uh, something you want to share. It could be a piece of advice. It could be um, for young people that are struggling with their own identity, their own journeys. Oh, goodness. I mean, I would say if I could have any if, if I could go back and tell myself anything, I feel like that's a good way for me to frame that because I, I don't necessarily want to give bad advice to someone else. But, but if I could go back and I could tell myself anything, it would just, I would, I would hold myself real close because that kid could use a hug. That kid could use a hug. I would just remind myself that man, women, all that doesn't matter. There is a power in here that is outside all of that. And that is outside of whatever the hell it is that it has happened, will happen, is happening, doesn't matter. 
just hold on to that, write down everything, and keep going. Like, because there was a, I, I almost checked out early a couple times. There was a few times where it was just like, okay, you know, like I, I could try to make it to the twenty-seven club, but what's the point? Like that kind of thinking. As so, I just hold on to yourself and keep going. I like that idea of the power within. We all have that. I think sometimes it can get smothered and that voice gets quieter and quieter, the louder it gets uh, in our external environment. So I love that. I love that you say that because it just reminds everybody that they matter, (laughs) you know, like you matter. Everybody matters. Oh God, everyone. I've never met a single human being that doesn't matter. I've, I've met plenty of people. I've met some horrible people. I've met some great people. Every single one of them mattered. Every single one of them changed my life. Every single one of them mattered. 